Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm your host as always, Alex, and with me today I have Dan. How are you, Dan? Uh, yeah, I'm going all right. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, it's a strange time at the moment. It seems as if the weeks are going quite quickly, but the days seem to drag on, so it's a very strange sort of space that we find ourselves in, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't feel that long ago that we're recording the last episode of this. Uh, yeah, no, it's all, everything's happening. Uh, yeah, it is. You're right. It's weird. It's a weird time. Um, there's, uh, yeah, so the hours are going slowly, but days are going quickly and days yeah. are going slowly, but weeks are going quickly. It's all yeah. very strange. Very, very weird. Um, so in our, in our last edition of this, where we, uh, we had a look at the defenders and goalkeepers at Hull City for this season and sort of gave our, our views on them, our assessment of their, their worth to the team going forward and for this season. Um, and this week, we're going to look at the midfielders. So we've got a group of midfielders uh, to look at today. We, we've, we've excluded um, Jared Bowen and, and Camille Grzycki because they're no longer at the club. Of course, they'd probably feature pretty prominently in our in our reviews with pretty glowing reviews, I would think. But we're going to look at the players still at the club. Um, and we'll start with the, with a player who's actually, I believe, the longest-serving senior player at the club. So we've had a few, we've got a few youth players in this side. But in terms of signings, I think Kevin Stewart was the first signing... Well, the, 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 the signing Slutsky signed the longest time ago that's still at the club, if that sort of makes sense. Um, he, was a, he was a £4 million signing from Liverpool and in some ways was sort of part of the Andy Robertson deals. So I think he's sort of unfairly caught some stick to start with where um, obviously we, we thought we didn't get the sort of fee that we really should have got for Robertson where we only got about £8 million for him and I think paid £4 million or something like that for Stewart. But in these sorts of deals where players go back and forth, it's always hard to keep track of the actual value of the player. Um, but, you know, he sort of he sort of had a mixed start to his career at City, but certainly this season, and we've discussed in previous episodes, that he, was, he became such an important part of the team um, and unfortunately suffered a pretty bad injury that kept him out until about February. But still managed to make 17 starts in the league so far this season with two goals and an assist. Um, how have you found his season, Dan? Um, I, well, as you sort of mentioned, this season for um, Stewart's been uh, much more significant than um, previous seasons. Um, yeah, I think to start the season, um, he, I mean, he quite quickly established himself in those first handful of games um, as as probably the, the as a lock in that midfield, one of those midfield positions, um, and as probably as one of those defense, those two um, holding midfielders. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's been. It, I think he's just. An, we seem to have a lot of these players that have seem to be having uh, quite unfortunate injury runs, and I think that's sort of what's been probably most frustrating um, about Kevin Stewart so far. Is he's just sort of been. I mean, the first couple of seasons been was sort of in and out with injury and never really was able to stake a real claim as a, as a first teamer, and then this year started. Uh, this season started like a house on fire and. Um, and was was that lock, and then just uh, and then another unfortunate injury um, has has kept him out. But uh, was 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 back in the fold 
um, when everything sort of once this all um, the, this situation all started and, and now we're where we are now. But no, I think he's been um, he's been he's been very good this season. Um, even with with the limited games, I still think he's he's one of those um, one of the better performing of of the midfields. Yeah, it, it seems as if generally speaking, um, it was sort of two of the three out of Batty Stewart and uh, Lopez sort of played those more holding or not even really holding midfield, but more the box to box midfield position. Whereas you know you had your Irvine and Terrells and so on who played more of the advanced Honeyman as well, sort of played the more advanced role in that trio of central midfielders that we would deploy. Um, as you say, though, really sort of started to come into his own this season. And at the start of the season, I think quite quite a lot of people were considering him almost the most important player in the team. So a real turnaround in his fortunes after a sort of rough start to his career at City. Um, I think he's one of a handful of players that have the option to extend his contract um, in the club's favour. And of course, with the current situation, it's a bit strange. I think initially the terms of those extensions was that they had to be triggered by March. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. Presumably that's because there's a whole lot of extenuating circumstances that mean that that's not necessarily the case. Would you would you be hoping that we, we extend the deal by a year? Would you be looking at offering him a new deal for two or three years? Or how are you sort of viewing the situation going forward? Um, I... I th- he I, I would be very happy if the club were able to hold on to him. I have no I'd have no hesitation in offering him a, a, a new contract for another um, you know maybe three years or so. Um, like I think it's you know he ha- what, what do you have a broken foot or something with yeah, what he's kept yeah. him out this year. So you know it's when it's something like that I'm not necessarily particularly worried about you know reoccurrence of yeah. injury. It's it's when they. Um, you know, with some of these other guys that have been struck down repeatedly with those soft tissue injuries that get you a bit worried. But I think, um, you know, he's he had a pretty high um, reputation in in, at, in the youth ranks at Liverpool, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, and some were actually surprised that he hadn't sort of he never really broke it broke into um, them at all, really. And then I think there was a few that said, you know, we'd actually picked up a pretty good. Um, player even though and i think there was probably some that said otherwise as well but <laughs> i think he's been you know I, I think he's been pretty good um overall for us um and i i'd be I, I wouldn't have any hesitation i'd be pretty hopeful that we do um at a minimum you know take up the option to extend on current terms but i'd be looking to um to extend i think yeah definitely um another one in the same boat is dan batty who, who has come through the the youth team for us um, he, he's he's one of those um, where you know in the last year or two he's really broken through, and I wouldn't even consider him a, a youth player or a or a young player anymore. He's just one of the the, the squad. He's he's basically you know arguably more experienced than someone like a Lopez. Um, I'm pretty sure he's older than Lopez, um, and, and he's considered a senior player. So so Batty's really sort of taken his his chance in str- in his stride. Um, and a funny story about Batty was that when I when I was playing a whole would have been back in, I don't know, FIFA, FIFA 13 or something. It would have been ages ago. He was one of the, the young players that I'd rotate through in a cup game or something and he'd play really well. So I'd keep him, keep him on in the first team. And that's how I first sort of, his name sort of came around the periphery of my awareness. So it's funny to see that he's actually managed to break through into the senior side. And, um, you know, that's some of those names sort of stick with you for various reasons. And that's, that's the reason his is stuck with me. 
Uh, and he's, he's managed 13 starts with eight sub appearances. So that's, you know, 20, 21 appearances for the season in the, in the leagues. Not, not too bad. Um, and he's got a goal to his name as well. So uh, he's another who's, who's probably, um, you know, I probably wouldn't put him in the best five players of the season, but he's been reasonably consistent when he's played and, and he's probably delivered what was expected of him. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, there's a small. There's a part of me that thinks he's probably um, he's probably outperforming my expectations um, mm-hmm. for a guy with his level of experience. Um, I mean, as you say, he's not he's not necessarily inexperienced, but he still is in really the first. Uh, this is I think this is really his first full season yeah. of senior football. I think like he sort of was he sort of came through a little bit last year and he featured fairly prominently towards the back end of last season. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, I think, and he's probably been a little bit unlucky. I think he had a couple of back issues this year, which has sort of kept him from um, getting uh, probably a few more games. I think he had a couple of little issues like that. Um, and there was something else, but I can't remember. But no, I think I, I've been pretty happy with him. I think um, it, it's. I think it's always nice to have you know those the guys that come do progress from the youth team into the first um, and. He's pretty much from the first time he stepped in. He's never really looked out of place. Um, you know, just normal some up some up and downs. But um, I think he um, he works real hard and, and and he's got a really good eye for a pass. Um, so yeah, he's a don't know, he's a, he's a good one and one uh, again. I, if I'm not sure what his what his current deal is is, um, but I'd be hoping that he's another that we keep. Um, you know, for for a, for a while. Um, He's really growing into a, into a very capable player at this level and um, one of those sort of guys that if you can get the right guys in the midfield, he could definitely be, um, if he could get get a partnership, he's definitely, him, him and Stewart or something like that would, would form a very good, very capable midfield. Yeah, and, and he's hoping it's not another Josh Tymon or um, Max Clark situation where, you know, because he's progressed from the youth ranks, we sort of try and undersell them on contracts and... Um, they end up walking away but yeah I, I think he's at least deserving of the uh, contract extension and hopefully um, another two or three year deal would be great um, you sort of alluded to the next player a little bit in your comments on uh, Kev Stewart and uh, apparently well I should say unfortunately with John Terrell um, his history of soft tissue injuries really haven't done him any favours at City and it's surprising when you look at the fact that we spent three million pounds on him um, probably I mean, it's a little unfair because I think his talent level certainly demands that sort of feat, but I think the amount of game time that we've seen from him certainly hasn't uh, met that expectation. When he when he's playing, um, and I think it was earlier this season as well as last season, when he's fit, and I think he was getting assists, you know, several games in a row and scoring goals and all that sort of thing, and he's a very good attacking creative player and really unlocks teams. and. Um, when the team was flying and he was in the side, he was such an important player in the team. And then, of course, you know, he comes back for a couple of appearances and then he's out again with another soft tissue injury. So um, I think he's he's one that's out of contract this season as well. And I think he's one sort of in the same vein as, as a Stephen Kingsley, for instance, where I think we could be pretty confident in assuming that the club's not going to extend the deal. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right. He's, he's probably going to be an unfortunate um, victim of circumstance. Mm. Uh, his injury record does sort of speak um, against him. 
it's an interesting it's an interesting argument when you when you put his injury record against his talent, which he undoubtedly has. Um, but yeah, I think um, he's probably because he signed from Arsenal, yeah. so he's probably on he's probably on a decent. Um, we'd be on a, a decent wage package. He's probably one of the higher earners left in the squad, I'd imagine. Um, so, I mean, when you add those sort of things together, sort of, you, you would imagine that he is probably going to be, as, as you mentioned, um, one that is probably uh, left to left to join the free agency ranks. But um, which is a, a real, shame. I think, yeah, it's a real shame considering his talent level. Yeah, I think um, you know. I, under dis- different circumstances, um, you know, he he could have been and he could have really been an absolute star for us. Um, at, like we've seen, as you as you said, we've seen glimpses, but just unfortunately, we haven't been able to see it um, regularly enough. Because I think there's been times where we've, you know, when we've been, re- we've, I mean, we relied on Bowen and Grisicki a lot, and there's been times we've, well, now that they're gone, particularly, and we've needed a really strong creative player. To, to unlock those teams and and if he had been available um, for an extended period of time I think he really could have shown shown his value but it's just been unfortunate that he's been um, succumbed to injury so frequently yeah definitely um, moving on to the next of our uh, permanent players um, we'll, we'll do the loans as a batch at the end of this list but the next player on the list is uh, George Honeyman who we signed from Sunderland in the summer I believe I mean, it was virtually a free deal. I think it was something like £400,000, according to the uh, Hull Daily Mail. Um, and he's made 16 starts and 17 sub-appearances. So he's featured in almost all of our games, I think. Probably just missed the four games, I think it is. Um, he's got a goal and two assists to his name as well. And he, he's he's one who I'm sort of a, a mixed opinion of. I think he, he kind of came in with a reasonably decent reputation because I seem to remember him debuting for Sunderland in the Premier League and then he was obviously captain for them last season in League One as well so he he's one who has a decent amount of experience um, playing I think it would have been over 100 times for Sunderland's senior team um, but you know you, you sort of have to question if he's part of a side that's been relegated twice you know what 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 necessarily is his level what's his ceiling and uh, I, I'd say that you know, look towards the end of the last couple of months, he, he certainly started to step up a little bit, and and he's certainly impressed me a lot more. But I think his form has been quite patchy through the season, and he hasn't quite convinced me yet. Yeah, my sort of uh, opinion on Honeyman is, is like lots of endeavour. He works real hard, but he really lacks. Any, I think he really lacks a cutting edge or, or any sort of finish. He, he he does put in a shift, and you can't deny how hard he works. And it doesn't matter whether he's been put on like wide left a couple of times and stuff. And he and he does work hard, and he, and he does, you know, he puts in a shift. But it just, you know, there's just sloppy passes and you know poor crossing and things just that that, that, that let him down. I think. Um, but I mean, yeah, he does. He has, you know, he he has played in the Premier League. He has captain. Sunderland there's something there and I think you're right he was starting to show a little bit more um, before the uh, uh, ceasement of the season I suppose hopefully you know if we're lucky it'll resume at some point but um, yeah I'm not sure I'm really I think I, I'm, I'm sort of with you He's a, I'm a mixed mixed bag and I'm, I'm really unsure how to how to grade him or, or what scale I should be grading him on 
Yeah, yeah. So he, he's one of a few that have two years left on their deal. Um, another one of those is uh, Leo Lopez, who I think you'd almost have you'd have in the conversation certainly, and you'd almost have him as the player of the season. I think he's one who, um, sort of like Elder, um, comparisons between the two are quite similar. I would say where he he came in on deadline day, same as Elder, I believe, um, from Wigan, where. I think he was being played as a wide player, might have even been at right back or something like that. And they basically said that he was rubbish. He was too lightweight. He he, he, he wasn't really going to make it. He was, I think he's only 19 or 20 years old as well. So very, very young player and one that was really sort of out of the blue. But he has excelled in that central midfield position. And he, I mean, I, I think of the game against Chelsea, for instance, in the FA Cup where um I was a guest on a Chelsea podcast where they were raving about their young player whose name's escaped me, the Scottish uh, Billy uh, Billy something will come to me. Um, but I, I thought Lopez was right up with him as, as being one of the best players on the pitch. Uh, Billy Gilmore, that was it. Um, where he, his ability just to, just his composure on the ball, his ability to, to maintain possession through midfield and, and, and spray some really lovely passes around the pitch. Um, and he backed it up with another great display against Leeds a couple of weeks later, where even though we were pretty comprehensively beaten, uh, he was still one of the best players on the pitch, I think. So um, it's sort of testament to the fact that he's had such a great season that I think it was in the January window, was it uh, New York Red Bulls, I think, came in with well over a million pounds as an offer for him and we turned them down. And um, I know, I'm sort of hoping we're not going to live to regret that. Hopefully he goes on to even even, even bigger and better things. Um, but he's sort of, you know, you look at you look at the the tactics that we've used in our signings of trying to buy these, you know, lesser known, unproven young players who we can sort of give a two or three year deal to, develop them for a year or so, and then hopefully sell them on for a really big fee. Uh, hasn't quite worked out for a number of the players, but he's probably one where you only have to hit one in four, one in five, and if you can turn a pretty decent profit on them, you probably recoup your money on all of them. Um, and he's yeah, he certainly had a great season. Yeah, I think um, he pretty much hit it, hit it all on the head there. He's um, he has been very impressive for a guy that I mean I basically hadn't heard of him yeah. before he signed. Um, I didn't recognise the name. Um, I just basically put it down to he uh, had played under McCann somewhere else. Yeah, yeah I think it I might think. have been at Peterborough. Yeah, um, so I just put down to another one that you know a guy that he knows. So he's just brought him in, but um, no, he's 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 surprised me a lot um, for a guy of, of his age um, to have uh, done so well. Um, and and I mean you you're right. You, he, how composed he is and how skillful he is um, has, has was something that took me by surprise. Um, you know he's he works he works really hard. Um, and and he creates he creates some really good opportunities to um, to break free from that midfield and move forward. Um, worked you know really well when we had uh, some dynamic wide players that we're not <laughs> going to mention. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's he has definitely been one of the um, performers of the season. And, and as you mentioned, that to have a guy you, you buy a, a essentially unknown player and then within six months the so another club's going to come in and, and pay, offer you double or, or double and a, and a bit you know triple what you paid you know there's obviously something there that that now other people are starting to see yeah yeah no definitely so hopefully he can continue to improve and excel at the club um one who one who's had sort of mixed reviews this season but has certainly um been 
value for money um, compared to the likes of John Terrell, unfortunately. Uh, Jackson Irvine signed for £2 million from, um, from Burden Albion back two seasons ago now. It was sort of in that spree of signings of players who scored against us. And uh, he joined us to, to give us an Aussie at the club, which was great to see. And, and has even had the fortune of captaining the club for periods this season. So he's made 34 league starts this season with a sub-appearance as well, so just missed the two games um, with two league goals and an assist. I think he'd probably be a bit um, disappointed with that return. Um, I know at Burton and at other clubs, he's Jackson's sort of had a, a bit more of a prolific return. Um, so only the two goals this season is probably a bit unfortunate. I know you know, there's, there's plenty of opportunities that I can think that come to mind where he's sort of hit the post or, you know, hit the crossbar or something like that, or he's just missed a chance. So he's um, certainly been giving it his all from corners and that sort of thing. Um, I think mixed reviews for him have sort of come because I think he, he, he's... And it's sort of how we see him when he's at the Socceroos as well. He, he's one of those players who can sort of be played along a whole lot of different positions where he sort of becomes a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, sort of, which sort of works against him, where... Um, you know, he's good at keeping the engine ticking over. He's good at kind of giving us that grit and determination in midfield and that effort and that, that pressure. Um, so sort of, sort of, I guess, in the same mould as a David Myler, I'd say. Not not the same player necessarily, but the same sort of role where he, he's that sort of heartbeat. But um, when, when we're getting smashed or when things aren't going our way, it then makes that player a very easy scapegoat because they're sort of looked at as, oh, you know, he's just passing sideways or he's just, you know, passing the ball around. He's not really doing anything with it. But that's just, that's just you know, when the game's not going in your favour, that's just sort of sometimes the role you get reduced to. And, and I think he's sort of copped a lot of flack for that. But for what, for, for what we paid for him, he's, he's, you know, made over 100 appearances for us and he, he's, been a, he's been a great player of the last three seasons and, I would certainly hope that he can stay at the club for a few seasons more. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm certainly with you there. I think um, he, I, I'd be happy to see him resign. I think he's been a good servant for the club, um, and I, I sort of, as you mentioned, he works hard. Uh, I guess just lacking a bit of a, a, a little bit of composure in some key moments. Um, I can remember some a few just absolutely awful misses this mm. season um you know being in in the six yard box and i think he put it wide of the post and just some just some really weird just very strange very strange um attempts to finish but um i i think overall like he's he offers us like he's very strong in the air he offers us he, he's a between, I think it's basically off corners. It would be him and Device that probably get most of the most of that first ball that comes in the box. For, yep. If it's a, if it's a City player, they're the only two that seem to really attack the ball that's in the air. Um, so he does offer. He offers us something. Um, I just, I think I'm, I, I'm probably a bit disappointed, um, like you, that he hasn't been able to sort of. F- tick over a few more goals he certainly got himself into positions to do so um but you know to be handed the captain's armband um obviously shows where he sits within that um you know he's made the most starts of of any of the midfielders so he's obviously rated um by by mccann and by the people that are at the club um in some regard so i would be um i mean i'd expect that he would resign um uh, or extend, um, and I'd have no problems with that. I think um, he's been he's been quite good. Um, just yeah, just lacking a little bit of 
a little bit of finesse at times. Yeah, certainly. Um, well, we'll move on then to the loan signings and um, I guess start with the first of the batch, which was uh, Josh Bowler signed in the summer from Everton on loan for the season. And I guess he's one that was a bit of a victim of circumstance because I think he was sort of brought in as backup for, for Bowen if he was ever to be injured during the season. And, of course, he wasn't. So uh, opportunities were pretty far and few between for, for Josh. But um, I found at times when we played uh, Bowen as the furthest man forward in that front three and Bowler then got starts on the right-hand side, that was actually... Uh, it, it worked quite well for him. I think it made Bowen a little bit less effective, but uh, certainly it gave Bowler an opportunity to shine. Um, he's only managed one league goal for us, though, for the season. Um, and by all reports, if we were to sign him from Everton, it would cost something in the region of £5 million. So I think pretty confident in saying that we're not going to be signing him in the summer. But you know, as far as a, as a backup option, reasonably okay. 15 sub-appearances, eight league starts. So 23 appearances all up. It's not, not too bad for him. Yeah, look, he's been... The first couple of games he played, I was really underwhelmed. Um, he, he didn't seem to offer a lot, but he has He certainly started to show... He's, it has improved and shown, you know, that he is... He's certainly capable at this level, um, but as you mentioned, that high, that high uh, fee is um, certainly a deterrent. I don't think... He's, he certainly hasn't shown enough to warrant a £5 million um, transfer, uh, but... I think um, I th- he I think he'll certainly have a successful um, career. He just need um, it probably won't be at Everton, but um, you know ha- you know good luck to him. I hopefully he can get um, either either moved on to a, to another you know probably a championship club. Mm. I think he's capable at this level. He just needs to actually be able to get you know a serious run of games. Um, yeah. he he has the, the ability to to that he will be able to break into to another side. Um, I think it won't be a, you know, he's, he's not going to sign for a Leeds or, or something and break into there. But, you know, you know, someone like Borough or something like that, yep. you know, I could see him, you know, they've, they're probably a little bit disappointing this year, but I think, you know, the, a, a mid-table, um, you know, team that, that needs something maybe just a little bit different to, to try and push them forward, I think he could... Could certainly add something um, to a team that's that's looking for for something like that. But yeah, I think um, he's just another one. He's been unfortunate. I think there's a part of when he was signed that we maybe expected that there was going to be some serious bids come in for um, either Grisicki or Bowen, and um, and when they those didn't sort of eventuate, and then he was certainly definitely stuck, uh, you know, behind them. So and then they basically didn't get injured i mean which was great for us at the time but unfortunate for for him yeah definitely um and in the january window herbie kane from liverpool and there was there's a bit of uh, i'd say there's a reasonable level of hype around him only because i think we'd been after him in the summer as well and, and he'd done pretty well last season at doncaster for mccann as well um, but he only managed the three league starts and one sub appearance and then was essentially ruled out for the season. But of course, now not knowing when the season's going to resume, you don't know whether he's going to make it back and play for us. But, uh, you know, on the whole, a reasonably disappointing um, a loan spell for him. Um, and then the other one, Marcus Madison, similar sort of boat, but for different reasons. I mean, he managed four league starts, three sub appearances and, and a goal. And, and he was sort of brought in as a very flashy... Um, attacking player who a lot of clubs have been after but um, 
certainly looking at his sort of social media presence, looking at the uh, the comments of people around the club, at, both at Peterborough uh, and in the media in Hull, around the fact that we're not looking at extending his deal into a permanent deal in the summer, uh, suggests that he's probably fallen out of favour with the club as well. So um, probably two disappointing loan spells there. Uh, yeah, it would be hard to argue otherwise. Herbie Kane, been, uh, I, I'm sure he was must have been good at Doncaster last year for McCann but I haven't really seen anything that's particularly impressed me I think whether it's just you know a different, a different team and a different setup and he just hasn't quite found his groove or whatever but he's I've been pretty disappointed in him Madison uh, he's shown something but I think he, there's got to be something behind the scenes there's got to be an attitude issue or something that nobody seems to actually want to take him on permanently and all these and those comments but about um, from his manager or, or from the media about him not really even wanting to come mm. to us, I think, and, and then but you know doing it because he otherwise wasn't going to get any game times um, where he was. So just like weird little things like that, which you know I'm sort of like mm. he sort of I I won't I'll be disappointed to lose the 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 talent that's there, um, yeah. but the I think you know there's you got to there's more to it than just that, and I think. Especially at a, at a club like ours, you, you really need people who are committed to the cause, and I don't know if he is that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so that that's basically a wrap-up of all the midfield players that we've had. It always gets a bit vague when we're looking at wingers, so I included Bowler here, but we'll have Wilkes and uh, and others next week when we look at, all well, in a fortnight, potentially, when we look at forwards. Um, but I guess looking back at that list, uh, who, who would probably be the, the name or two names that really stand out as potential players of the season that you can think of? Um, I think you have to put Lopez in there. He's been... Um, just uh, a diamond in the rough really um of the others probably the next best is kevin stewart but yeah. i don't know if i could put him in in a in a you know best of the season i don't know the injuries sort of sort of count against him but yeah it's probably those two as the the best of that bunch and it says a lot doesn't it I mean, i'm looking at that list as well and 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 really it is just lopez and potentially stewart um, you'd may, maybe say Batty because he's had some pretty decent games as well, but the, even then you're really kind of at a stretch to find a couple of players to name. And I guess that sort of highlights where our struggles have really been this season is not having uh, central three midfielders that can really support that attacking three and provide uh, returns of their own. You know, we, we, we've barely got any goals or assists out of any of these players um, Terrell, I think, is leading that group of players for assists. And you think, okay, so that means that the majority of assists probably came from Grzycki and Bowen, who are now no longer at the club. Um, but as a side note, actually, when I was looking up assists of all of our midfield players in preparation for this podcast, and I was, sh- well, I'll say shocked, but not so much when I think back on it. But uh, George Long has two assists. So he, he has... So Terrell has three assists to lead this group of players. And then George Long is equal on two with everyone else, you know, uh, of those that that had at least two assists. But, you know, I, I can remember one where he sort of peeped the ball up for Bowen against... Uh, I want to say it was Wednesday, but it might... No, QPR, I think it was, where Bowen scored the opener there. But I can't remember what the other one was. But... I guess, or maybe it was Fulham or someone, but I guess it sort of um, it sort of makes sense with the style of play that we were playing. But 
it's pretty it's pretty rare I would think that a goalkeeper would get two assists in a season. Yeah, I think it, it, that really is something that highlights the, the the problems that we're having in in the midfield at the moment. Um, I'd hopefully, you know, we'll bring in a couple over summer that will um, hopefully change that for next season. But yeah, I think the, the lack of assists through through the midfield, um, you know, is definitely going to add up to you know a lack of goals that we've seemed to see from a lot of our forwards. So definitely so, um, dis- disappointing. And it looks like Long's got the right idea, then you just bypass the midfield, go straight for the forwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no worries. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Dan, to go through all of uh, all of the midfield. No worries. Happy to do it. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, we'll be back uh, next week or the week after to go through all of our forwards and to then give our review of the potential player of the season. But until then, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. This is on fire. We're going higher and higher. There's no turning back.